0: Psalm 34, let's begin in verse 1. A psalm of David, when he pretended madness before Abimelech, who drove him away, and he departed. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. And delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him, and delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack And suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. Let's pray together. Lord, we are grateful that we get to be among one another and to be sitting at your feet to learn from you. We thank you, Lord, that you give us everything we need when we need it. We're, great, we're grateful, Lord, that your grace is more than enough. For what we need at any given moment. We pray, Lord, that you would see our hearts and our worship to you and our faith in you, and it would bless you. Lord, we are extending our hearts to you and trusting you in every way we know how right now. We pray, Lord, you give us your perspective, that you would shine forth into our minds and our hearts and our emotions, and you would reveal your amazing truth and your amazing reality, Lord that you are who you are, and you do what you do, and you love to do it. So we commit this time to you, set it aside for your purposes, in Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. We need to look at our God, to our God, and gaze upon our God together as a family here this morning. All of us are still, um, many of us anyway, still reeling and in shock, losing our brother. Uh, But we need perspective. We need God's, how God sees things. Not just because of recent events, but for all time. Because this has happened and we are dealing with it and struggling through it. But this isn't the last thing that we'll have to face in our lives, for sure. And so God knows that he wants to give us perspective today. He wants to minister to us and help us, give us His how he sees things. But not just for today. He wants to sow some things in our hearts and in our minds for the future. And some of how, the, how we can kind of even function, how we're functioning today is because of that which he has sown into our hearts in the past. And so he wants to continue to do that and, and, and get our perspective in the right place and have a proper perspective. Whenever we face tragedy, as believers, it's, even as believers, it's very tempting for all of us, myself included, um, to relate to God our, through our circumstances in a way that uh, is, not a, is not how he would have us see things or he wants to redirect our focus because our emotions and our mind and the situation tear us and move us and, and, and distract us from having the perspective that uh, we need to have. He want, you need to have his uh, perspective because he, know, he knows that his perspective is the right perspective. His perspective is the true perspective, the, the true reality. And so often in these psalms, as we go through these psalms in our devotions and other times, the psalmist starts out in despair, and I love that very comforting to me because it it shows us that we don't have to pretend something that's not there in our lives and in our hearts. So the psalmist just comes before God and, and even says things that don't represent faith in him. He's just being honest with his feelings and what's going on, pouring out his heart to the Lord. And so often, the Lord, and most often, The Lord takes his heart, and by the time he gets to the end of the psalm, he has a completely different perspective because God has lifted his head, just as a uh, parent would take the head of the child that's upset and lift the head up and say something precious to that child that the child needs to hear. That's what God does for us. And so we can question in a tragedy God's judgment. We can question his character. We can question his love for us. We can question uh, that he's not sovereign, that he makes mistakes, that he doesn't, he, what he allows isn't, isn't uh, he's not sovereign in those things. And, and, and God's word says something entirely different. So this morning, I believe the Lord would have us to put on biblical lenses to be able to see what we are experiencing and also what we will experience through his perspective and how he sees things. And Psalm 34 will help us do that. The heading at the beginning of the chapter there says a psalm of David when he pretended madness before Abimelech who drove him away and he departed. So we need to know the context. The context of Psalm 34 is that David is fleeing the pursuit of Saul. King Saul is after David. David's already been anointed to be king but he's waiting for God's timing regarding that him being raised up and he's gone through a lot already. He's Been basically torn away from his mentor uh, in Samuel, and he's lost Jonathan as a as a close friend. I mean, Jonathan hasn't died yet at this point, but he's still lost. He doesn't have contact with him anymore. He's been cut off from his close, 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 close friend. There, he's lost family. He's 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 going through a lot. He's being pursued like an animal. Saul is pursuing him. He's running uh, for his life, and he comes to this priest Abimelech and he needs food, and and the, he gives him the show bread, and um, he eats that and, and gets sustenance there, he has, and he gets a weapon. He gets, he gets this uh, Goliath's sword. A lot of good that did for Goliath. Didn't help Goliath. But he gets a sword there, and then someone from Saul's kind of administration comes, and he flees again, and he flees to a cave, a cave called uh, Adullam there. And his brothers and those from his father's house hear about it. And they come to him, 400 men. These men were, were told distressed, were told they were in debt, and they were discontented. A great uh, foundation for uh, a mighty army. Um, but they, they were discontented with what was going on. They had been mistreated and so forth. And so they came to David. And David was in this cave, and so David now has a chance in this cave in the context of an incredible difficult trial in his life with God's promises already there, already had been spoken to him regarding what's going to happen in his life. He has God's promises, but he's in a tremendous trial, very acute situation. He's fleeing. He's doing everything he can to deal with the situation. And then he pours out his heart to the Lord, and that makes this psalm sweet because the context makes every if he was in his palace when he was reigning and everything was great and he wrote this it wouldn't have the same meaning Jesus's words to us are so comforting because of the context from which he speaks them so often he is speaking those things from incredible uh, difficulty and hardship and we hear him say in this life you will face tribulation but be of good